This is the City of God podcast, where Christ meets culture. And welcome to the City of God podcast, where we are weekly talking about today's biggest cultural issues, all through the lens of God's infallible word. My name is Ra Pacienza, and very excited about today's guest, Wendy Wright. She is the president of Christian Freedom International, a human rights organization that works against the global persecution of Christians. She's the former president of Concerned Women for America. She travels around the world meeting with persecuted Christians, and as a real heart for those being persecuted for their Christian faith around the world. In this interview, Wendy will give an update on the state of Christian persecution around the globe. She gives an update on the Mayflower Church, a church that made headlines last year for attempting to flee Christian persecution in China. And we'll also talk about how Christianity specifically uh, has historically elevated women rather than tear them down. We had an opportunity to sit down with Wendy at the pre-vote stand Summit sponsored by Family Research Council in Washington, D.C., and it was an incredible conversation, incredible interview. I know that you will be encouraged by it. So without further ado, here's our interview with Wendy Wright. Wendy, thank you so much for joining me on the City of God podcast today. Um, in your ministry career, you've had the opportunity to travel all around the world uh, and to see persecution firsthand. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what you have seen, what you've experienced, and why you just have an increasing burden to really address this issue and expose it to the church at large. Well, I think many Americans may not realize how widespread persecution against Christians is. Uh, it, for example, in Nigeria, over 5,000 Christians were killed last year, more than every other country combined. Um, in Pakistan, simply being accused of blasphemy, in, someone says that you've insulted Muhammad or insulted Islam, you could get a death sentence. But um, and they, that's not all. Just the accusation of blasphemy will whips up, whip up mobs that will come and destroy entire villages. And um, in uh, places like Bangladesh, if you convert, you leave Islam, leave Buddhism, then you have a target on you. And in some cases, in some of the countries I mentioned, it's the government that's the one that's perpetrating. In other cases, it's the community, it's a society, it's even your own family. So in the cases of converts from Islam, the immediate threat is their own family will kill them unless they revert back to Islam. So I first learned about persecuted Christians as a new Christian myself. And as I heard the stories of what was happening to Christians, it made me realize that this was the norm for Christians from the time of the early church. This is what happens all around the world and it's happened all throughout history. Really, America's kind of been an anomaly uh, that we haven't experienced the kinds of really harsh persecution that we see elsewhere. Although I think many of us are seeing, starting to see it's creeping in here, which should sensitize us to what Christians around the world are facing. How, do, how specifically, when you do travel and you see Christian persecution firsthand, how specifically is the Bible under attack? Mm, yes. Um, oh, well, I'll give you the example. In Pakistan, just recently, uh, two brothers were accused of blasphemy. Most, uh, it, in nearly every case, when someone's accused of blasphemy in Pakistan, it's a false accusation. And it's just used to whip up anger against the community. And for, for the claim that these brothers had, uh, like, torn apart 
some of the some pages from a Quran, dozens of churches were burned down, including hundreds of Bibles. So um, in many cases, it's uh, the um, Bibles that are being burned or even banned, like in case with uh, Afghanistan, it's constitutionally illegal to be an Afghan and to be a Christian. So if you're caught with a Bible, then uh, of course the Bible will be destroyed and you will be as well. Wow. Many Americans are well aware that Christians, for instance, living in North Korea uh, face immense persecution, but I don't think Americans understand to what extent. They, they might yeah. see it in the news, they might hear stories, but describe for our audience, what, what is persecution in a place like North Korea for Christians? What does it look like specifically? So North Korea is considered the worst country on every metric, and that includes persecuting Christians. If, you, uh, if there's even a suspicion of you praying or having a Bible, then you will be jailed, not just jailed, you're put in a labor camp, hard labor camp, and, and tortured and can lead to execution. A lot of North Koreans try to leave, try to flee North Korea, and that includes people who are Christians and, and people who, once they cross the border into China, what they have heard through kind of the networks is, uh, if you want to get help, look for a cross. So they look for churches. They may not even know what that means, but they look for a cross to get help. Now, if they then get caught by Chinese officials and are sent back, repatriated to North Korea, uh, that's one of the uh, uh, one of the things they'll be interrogated about was did you have any contact with Christians or a church or a Bible? And if they have, then that they um, they will be tortured. Now, last year you told the story uh, about the Mayflower Church in China. Uh, for those watching this podcast or listening to the podcast that might not be familiar with that story, give us a yeah, summarized version of that story. So under Xi Jinping, China has been cracking down more and more against uh, Christians and other people that have religious belief, believing in God or believing in and having their allegiance to something other than Xi Jinping and the Communist Party. In 2017, China passed a law that put even more restrictions on uh, Christians and on churches. And so hundreds of pastors realized the, the writing on the wall uh, that uh, things were going to be getting much worse. And God bless them. They are so brave. They wrote a declaration saying, we honor authority. The Bible tells us to honor authority, but our allegiance is to Jesus Christ. And they signed their names to this declaration. That's amazing. I mean, it's kind of, we think of the founding fathers in America signing their names to the Declaration of Independence. Um, and so they also knew that that would put them in the crosshairs of the communists. So one of the churches, the, the pastors who, who signed this, their church started getting a more and more uh, interference from the authorities, being uh, called in for, and interrogated. They, they knew what was gonna be coming next. So the church took a vote. And they decided to leave China together as one whole church. Now, there are people who have left China for religious freedom because they've been persecuted. But this has never happened before that an entire church left together. So they went first to Korea, applied for asylum. They were denied. So then they went to Thailand in the hope that they could get asylum in the U.S., uh, when they were in Thailand, I think this is what has happened since our last interview, uh, Chinese agents had been trying to track them, trying to find them, and had been in contact with them because they have cell phones. So they were threatening 
the members of the church, but also family members that were still in China. And uh, uh, sadly, the um, uh, uh, authorities, the Thai immigration authorities, found out where they were. They were in hiding in Thailand, found out where they were and arrested them, all of them, including the children. So there are more children than there are adults among the, the church. So they were uh, held in detention and, and all indications were they were going to be sent back to China. Thank God, word went out quickly and congressmen got involved, we got involved, people were praying and, um, and it really was miraculous. In one week, they went from all of them being held in detention on their way to being sent back to China to landing in the United States and having freedom. And they're now living in Texas. That is amazing. That is, that is awesome. Thank you for sharing that with our audience. Um, one of the things that a secular culture loves to do, those that are leading, uh, whether it's leading in government, uh, secular leaders in the college university system, they love to rewrite history and they love to, to paint a false narrative of Christianity. And so instead of hearing about the positive side of Christianity and its impact on world history, you'll hear that it's oppressive, mm. uh, that it's archaic. And one of the things is you'll hear that Christianity is oppressive to women, but mm. you've seen firsthand nations that persecute Christians, nations where there is no religious freedom, we, don't, we actually see that's what's adding to the oppression of women. So talk a little bit yeah. about the oppression of women in nations that are persecuting Christians and why Christianity actually is the answer for women's rights and for the freedom of women amongst all people. Women being treated as human beings. Yeah. God made us uh, male and female. He didn't have a hierarchy there. In Afghanistan, sadly, uh, women went from getting in, being able to get an education, uh, going into uh, highly respected professions, legal professions, doctors, and then overnight, America leaves, Taliban takes control, girls are no longer able to go to school, women are not able to work outside the home, and incredibly oppressive. Christian Freedom International is um, helping Christians who are inside Afghanistan and those who have uh, also who have fled trying to find freedom in another country. And this has even had led us to trying to help the family members who have been left behind in Afghanistan. And it's just heartbreaking to see that these girls who could have had a bright future and now being having to be kept undercover, literally hidden away under their burqas, not allowed to leave their homes. Um, Women who, uh, I'm familiar with one woman who was caught outside her home with, with a man who was not a relative. Um, and they were picked up by the Taliban. When they looked at their our phones, they found the Bible app on their phones, discovered they were Christians. So they were jailed and the man has disappeared. We don't know what ended up happening to him. Uh, the young woman, was um, someone bailed her out, got her out of jail, but now she is under this uh, obligation to marry this man, to That's be amazing. like the second or third wife wow. to this man. I think as if American women understood the kind of true oppression that women are in, in, in these kind of countries face, they would be thanking God for the freedoms and uh, that, that God has given us and the fact that God 
loves us as, um, and, and treats us with dignity. Absolutely. It's the doctrine of the Imago Dei. Yes. Image of God in all people. And as I always tell our congregation in Fort Lauderdale, it's, it's not opinion. It is fact. Where Christianity has been embraced, societies flourish yeah. and everyone flourishes male and female orphans widows the homeless those that are marginalized and oppressed that christianity is the reason for freedom christianity is the reason for flourishing societies and yeah and that's why so many people from these oppressive countries are fleeing to countries that are, have a foundation a judeo-christian foundation absolutely um Wendy, as the leader of Christian Freedom International, for those that might be new or unaware of your important work internationally, what would be the one thing you'd want our audience to know about this mission and your purpose and calling? Yeah, so Christian Freedom International, we're helping persecuted Christians in a number of countries and in different ways, trying to figure out, find what is the best way that we can help in the different situations. Um, I. I actually would encourage people to take a look at our website because we do something that is Which unique. is what? Christianfreedom.org. Easy enough. Christianfreedom.org. <laughs> Go to the website. And uh, one thing that's a bit unique about us is we have a school that's for persecuted youth. Wow. It's in Thailand on the border of Burma. Burma has been in the midst of a, a, a civil war for 70 years. The Christian minority in uh, Burma have been targeted by the majority Buddhist, militant wow. Buddhists. Uh, and so the students in our school are young adults who have survived the horrific attacks by the Burmese military. They're being trained to be Christian leaders and learning how to make a living. They're learning vocations so that they can go back and serve their people and not be dependent on others. That's so amazing. I encourage people to go take a look at a website, website and look at the T-shirts. The T-shirts have a greater purpose. These are T-shirts that are made by the students at our school. Wow. And we ask the students for their favorite Bible verse and every month do a new t-shirt design. And it by making these, the students are not only learning how, uh, earning a living, um, but uh, they're uh, being able to declare the glory of God through the, the Bible verses on the t-shirts. Uh, and they're learning skills that will not only help them, but help their families and their communities. Wow. Well, Wendy Wright, I thank God for you. Um, right off camera, you handed me uh, brochures and pamphlets, uh, just a wealth of information and resources, just encourage our City of God uh, podcast audience to check out Christian Freedom International and look for ways to partner with you and this important work around the world. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless. Thanks again for tuning in to the City of God podcast. If you were encouraged or inspired by today's interview, we pray that you would pass along to family members, friends that want to explore today's biggest cultural issues all through the lens of God's infallible word. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on the City of God podcast. The City of God podcast is produced by Coral Ridge Ministries and made in partnership with the Institute for Faith and Culture. Visit us at cityofgodpodcast.com to access all of our previous episodes. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere you get podcasts. A full video version of this podcast is available on YouTube. This is the City of God Podcast, where Christ meets culture.